0: Guys and welcome to Tell Me Your Tales. This is the Road to Berlin number seven. No topic for this week. Thank you to the people who did write in, though we just didn't get to it in this week's show, and we still spoke for about an hour and ten minutes. Very short introduction. As I'm putting this episode together, super quick, and I need to be somewhere, but I really want to get it out. Um, Especially after Julian Julian and I had a ten k race today, so there was plenty to talk to talk about. It was kind of important that we got it out. When it was pretty fresh in our minds and that content um, together. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks to Brad and Julian for their time again on the podcast. Giving up an hour of their um, weeks when they could be recovering, I'm really grateful for. Enjoy this episode of The Road to Berlin, 10 weeks out. Um, Things are starting to get interesting. Cheers, guys.
1: Getting professional.
0: No hacking required. <laughs>
1: uh, no, good. That's good mate.
0: Right, yo fellas, ten weeks today. Mm. This time in ten weeks' time, I think with the time difference, we um, will we just crossing the line. I'm pretty sure we started about five PM Australian time. So, if you want to run a two fourteen, now's the time you'll be crossing.
2: Cool. That so means uh, only about what seven weeks of decent training left
0: mate i don't know about you but you're already doing the decent training you're ready for a marathon in about <laughs> 10 days time by the looks of your strava we'll get to that later on it
2: must mean i need to take a couple of weeks
0: off then oh you're making me scared like i'm sitting back doing hardly anything and looking at yours thinking oh I'm getting a bit anxious but anyway that's all good that's a good segue into your week do you want to kick us off brad
2: um yeah i can do that Go for uh it, so i guess um Monday was still just getting over, um, my, you know, Gold Coast. Um, so I just did an hour in the morning at sort of 4.18s per kilometre and then standard 35 minutes in the afternoon at 4.16s, followed by my six 10-second hills. Um, and felt felt really recovered and was ready. felt like I was ready for a session on Tuesday. Um, got out in the morning for 35 minutes, 4.18s, in minus five. Um, it was yeah, I freezing. saw that was cold. Yeah, so the gloves that I had just didn't cut it, um, but felt really good um, moving across the ground, and I was confident that I was going to have a good session on Tuesday, so I went out to the AIS, and um, we've got this 3K loop that we do. We sort of start up near the track, and we run down through the middle of the AIS, um, past residents, and then um, around the back. Um, which is slightly uphill around these soccer fields, but it's, it's yeah, it's exactly 3K, and it's a, it's a loop that has a little bit of down, a little bit of up, but you, you can still run really quick on it. So a session Tuesday afternoon was eight two-minutes off a one-minute float, and um, I guess the last time I did sort of two- or three-minute efforts was before Gold Coast, and if you remember, I was a bit annoyed at myself because I was just running based off what the clock was saying, and I was just running way too hard for what my body wanted on the day. Um, so I said to myself Tuesday afternoon that I'd I'd run solid, but I'd want to be in control. Um, and so I just sort of ran the first rep and I thought oh, if I can run somewhere around three minutes to 305s, that'll be good. And um, it's slightly downhill, the first rep, and it was, you know, bang on three minutes and I felt, you know, really comfortable. And um, that was sort of the set the tone for the rest of the session. So I ended up doing... Um, averaging about 2.58s for the two-minute efforts, and I was floating a minute in um, around 3.29s. So, um, just felt really comfortable. Wasn't pushing, um, and I think just making the call early on that I didn't really care what the watch was going to what, what the watch said. I was just going to run to feel, um, and just maybe not push so hard that first rep. And yeah, it was the best I've felt in in weeks. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was two fifty eights for the reps, three twenty nines for the floats, which um, ended up averaging three oh eights for seven point six k. So that was, um, I, I think Gold Coast had just, I think the effort at Gold Coast and then having that recovery week had obviously absorbed it and just felt like um, I'd sort of gone to a bit of a new level over that week. Um, so brings me to Wednesday. Um, got out for an hour forty five. Which um, was just over 25k at 407s and just my normal Wednesday loop on the trails. Um, Thursday morning, I, had a, I went to um, Sean Crichton's place to watch State of Origin, um, which is because it's quite big here in uh, New South Wales and ACT. So, uh, anyone that knows Sean knows he likes his red wine. So, a couple of glasses of red and a beer um, meant I woke up Thursday morning with a bit of a headache. She's um, taking a leaf yeah. out of
0: Julian's book.
2: Yeah, but the difference is I get that off two two glasses of red and one beer, not two bottles of red and <laughs> 6 And save you some money then. <laughs>
1: yeah, very That's true. What I, I would enjoy that. Uh,
2: um, so Thursday was just, I guess, a recovery day really. So I did 60 minutes in the morning at um, 4.14s and in the afternoon got out for 35 minutes at 4.13s and did some... Um, 100 metre strides at the end of that um, so my big session for the week was Friday so I went to work a little bit, because the weather's been so cold here and the weather forecast was pretty ordinary for Friday afternoon I decided to just um, use a bit of my flex time at work so I started sort of you know 9 o'clock session which was quite nice uh, the session was 4 by 4 k with a 1k float and I guess my coach and I, we we had a range. We thought anywhere between sort of 315 and 320s for the 4K efforts and around 345s for the floats would be, you know, a good session. Um, and I guess at the start, I I decided I wanted to challenge myself a bit and aim for the, the quicker end of that because um, I didn't want to cruise the first three reps and then sort of surge home. I wanted to put a little bit of fatigue in the legs to make it a, you know, make it a bit more of a marathon-specific session so that I had to sort of work that last rep. Um, And as it turned out, I ended up running 3.15s to 3.14s for the first um, three 4K reps, and I was floating anywhere between um, 3.35 and sort of 3.38s and then managed to run 3.10s for the last 4K. So that ended up um, 19K at 3.17 average Um, so I was really happy with that because I did a similar session before Canberra. Yeah, four weeks before Canberra, I did five of those with a three-minute float. The floats were about the same pace, um, but the reps were like... I was running uh, 3.15... Oh, sorry, 3.23 per kilometre, and, you know, this time I was running 3.15, so I definitely feel like I'm in better shape, and, um, like, I guess... The session I did before Canberra was 23K, but I only did 19 on on Friday. Um, but going through the 19K on Friday, I was about two and a half minutes faster than what I went through 19K before Canberra. So, yeah,
0: right. Um, why 3.15, yeah, so can I ask? why was that the, Were you thinking kind of like five seconds a K quicker than marathon pace, or what was the thinking yeah, behind so, that?
2: So for these sort of sessions, so, so for my longer tempos and my longer intervals, we're working more on around marathon pace. Um, and I guess my coach's reasoning is that once you start to get, even though I'm, I'm capable, like and the last rep was probably a little bit too quick. Um, like I dropped it down to three tens and I think the last K was sort of 307. The three fifteens felt really comfortable. Whereas the three tens, I definitely felt like I was pushing that little bit harder. Um, and I think if I'd kept the fourth rep at 315s, I would have been able to do a fifth one comfortably. But for some, I don't know, I guess standard runner thing, it's like, you know, you're having a good session, so it's like, well, let's, you know, see see how well I can finish this rather than just cruise at 315s, which was, I guess, the goal. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the question, I guess if I start running faster than 315s, it completely changes the session. The idea of the session is to get comfortable around marathon pace, and 3.15s, even though I don't think I'll be running marathon at 3.15s, that 3.15 to 3.20 range is around marathon pace, whereas 3.10s is you know, way faster than marathon pace, and it sort of defeats the purpose of the session, yeah. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, just, on like, <clears throat> sorry, I just cut in and... Uh, yeah, go for it. I think it's, it's a really good session um i think when we look at your pb over 10k and even like you've run really well at half it sort of suggests you can run faster than 220 um i think it does anyway and i think like when i look at 29 what was it 46 on the road uh 50 yeah
2: 50 yeah
1: so um that there to me I was listening to your other podcast today and um you were talking about running 224 or 225 and being really happy with that and in my head I'm like no you should be running under 2 220 you should be okay for you and like I think you should be running faster and um I, I look at your PB and think well why aren't you running 217 mm-hmm. um and 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 you were talking about running 225 and sort of being content and um yeah t- to me that just struck me and I thought hey i know guys that can't break like 31 and a half that are running 225 you, yeah you could look higher though if you wanted
2: yeah uh, it's a good point you make because i look at guys that have run 216 217 and over 10k were probably similar but part of it is um, part of it's probably a mental thing. Like, I've always seen myself as a middle distance runner, and it's probably not, it probably hasn't been until this last month or so where all of the longer stuff is starting to feel comfortable. Um, for example, uh, on Friday when I was running 315s for the first 4K, that felt like really comfortable for me. And I was thinking to myself, a couple of years ago, I used to do a 20 minute tempo at 315s and like this is when i was running close to 30 minutes for 10k and like if i ran 315s for 30 minutes straight back then like i would start to be struggling so Mm. i think my body is slowly changing to being a marathoner um and so yeah like the, the goal eventually is to break 220 but i also know a lot of guys who have run quicker than i have over 10k that have never broken 220. And and whether it's because they've gone out to run 215 and, you know, gone through halfway too quick and blown up, even though, yeah. you know, maybe that's the case. Um, but I certainly do respect a sub 220, and I think it's more about just a confidence thing and a, a, a mental thing in terms of being able to just hold that pace for that period of time. Yeah. Because um, I remember... A lot of, before, yeah, go on.
1: A lot of the calculators... They're very, oh, you know how you plug your PB in of one race and it sort of spits out a few others, or so it does some calculations. Um, yep. they, you can line up the 1500 to nearly half marathon really well, but the, the marathon is, is always a bit lopsided. So it's always, no one seems to be running faster for a marathon than they are yeah. for the other distances. And it, it's, I've always wondered why that is. Uh, I think it is training related. Like no one really trained properly for the marathon. Oh well, I, they weren't doing the more specific stuff for it, or they were doing it when they were too old. Um, yeah. After their career finished, it or whatever. But um, nowadays, I think you, you look at the training you're doing, and I would, I would, I would almost um, broaden my horizons for you. I, I, would, I would raise my eyes and go, hey. I can, go. I can go quicker than this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, very kind of you to say that, but like, I guess as the, the mental side of things, comparing where I was even before Canberra, so um, that session I said I did four weeks out was 5x4K with a three-minute float, and I had never done anything like that ever. Like, I've been running for 15, 20 years, and I've never done this, and like, I was scared. The night before, I'm just like, oh, man, am I going to be able to do this session? And I had my wife out on the bike with me for the whole session. Um, she had the drinks. I was chomping down gels. I was into caffeine. I was doing, like, it was race day for me. And I think in the last six months, I've come a long way in that I just turned up by myself on Friday and rolled around that session a fair bit faster than I did it six months ago with one gel and no caffeine or anything. So, like, I guess I'm starting to get a bit more confident out of those sessions Um, and even even long runs you know two hours used to be a long run for me and today you know I was out there for two hours 35 and I was running with a mate for the first hour and a half I'm like I only got about an hour to go this is this is cruisy so it's it's getting comfortable at running for a long period of time and being able to switch off which coming from a middle distance background I've never been able to do up until you know I guess recently Um, so Yeah, so anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But so far, so good. So, um, yeah, so that was Friday and pulled up really well from it. Um, wasn't sore at the end or anything like that. So Saturday, got out for a um, a run with a mate in the morning, did 60 minutes at 4.08, um, which was probably a bit faster than I wanted to run, but I, it felt pretty comfortable. Um, and then 35 minutes yesterday afternoon at 4.10s. Um, And then this morning was um, 2 hours 35 um, over some undulating trails once again. Um, But the goal for this session, I have a tendency to kick down a lot of of long runs. And um, my coach said, look, he gave me the range of 4.10s to 4.15s. That's where he wanted me to sit. It was just about time on my feet. And sort of what we discussed a couple of weeks ago was what's the purpose of the long run? And obviously this week, you know, I've done that big session on Friday. So the idea of this one was just time on my feet. And um, as it turned out, I ended up averaging 408s. But when my mate left me after an hour 35 or an hour 40, <laughs> we're averaging we're averaging 409s at that point. And so for me to actually not really change the average pace for the last hour um, was pretty good self-control for me. Um I so thought that I, com- did that I
0: thought that was going in opposite direction. I thought you were going to say you kicked it down three fifties for the last bit, but
2: um, no, I didn't good self control. Yeah, so it was pretty good for me. Not not perfect, but um, much better. And I did that one fully fasted and no nutrition along the way, so that was a, a positive sign. And um, yeah, it worked out at 186 k for the week. So it was yeah probably I think it's the biggest week I've ever run, um, and I've pulled up pretty well from it. Um, but this coming week, I just dial it back a bit to sort of 150, and no, no big real like. I think the biggest session I got coming up this week is like a 12k tempo, um, so it's it's dialed back a fair bit.
0: Yeah, and we still hit big mileage this week though. Uh, no,
2: 150 to 155, and that's the. I know during the week, Julian, um, yeah, we're chatting about my session, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, you're going really well at the moment, but have you peaked too soon?" And um, I think if I was running a standard marathoner's program, where the last ten weeks you tend to just have this massive block where every week is is big, then I'd say, "Yeah, I've peaked way too soon." But my coach has this way of, "I'll go, you know, 180." I'll drop it back to 150, 155 this week, go back up to 170, 180. So it's constantly changing. And so I have a big week and then I try and absorb it rather than just having a massive block. of. And so hopefully I haven't peaked too soon. Um, Yeah.
0: Good work, um, mate. Yeah, I said the same thing in the intro. Like you are in the box seat. I reckon You're, you're kind of ticking those marathon things off and handling them well. And that's off the back of that Gold Coast session. Like you can't underrate that like it's yeah good signs you got the speed in that um that park run like yeah you're doing some good stuff
2: yeah just not not getting ahead of myself though at this stage like there's a long way to go and um yeah a lot can happen but um and that's why i think and and ben my coach keeps telling me it's like you're going well you don't need to push the envelope now um mm. like I would be honestly, if I'm in this shape in ten weeks' time, I'd be happy. So it's like I don't, I don't necessarily like I'd love to get fitter, but I don't feel like I need to get fitter. So it's it's more about just maintaining and not doing anything stupid to lose fitness through injury or sickness.
1: It's it's tricky though because like the whole point of training is progression and improvement, and yeah. yeah. The, the reason I said, oh, have you peak too soon is not like, oh, you're too fit right now. you Are going to break down? It's looking at the session you did today and going, oh, we're 10 weeks out. How are we going to progress that session somehow? Um, mm. And there's ways to do it, definitely. But, like, for instance, I haven't even started getting, like, that. the session that you ran will be close to what I will be trying to finish the program at. Like, maybe yeah. I'll do that in 10 days. So that's... I, I need to be motivated with, and that's why I say I, I see you doing this now, and I think well, if if this progresses, you're going to be you're uh-huh. going to be going to the Olympics.
0: The sky's the limit.
2: <laughs> well, I guess look, looking ahead, the the progression from here is like the sessions aren't going to be much bigger than that. Um, I might go four by five k instead of four by four k. I have a couple of long runs there where I'll run ten k. Um, at marathon pace, so I'll do maybe 35K, where from 25 to 35 will be, you know, like a 33-minute 10K, something like that, Um, but I guess where I hope the progression comes is maybe just the times get a little bit faster in the sessions, not necessarily the sessions getting bigger. Um, You know, like I remember during the week, Brady, said, oh, do you have a... Yeah, I've got a a uh, question about this. Do you have a, do you have a six, was it six by five K or five, five by five K? Yeah. I'm like, nah, that's just, it's just too big for me. Um, I won't progress. I won't progress to doing sessions that big. Yeah. Um, I'll just hope to do the sessions that I'm currently doing a little
1: bit better over the next 10 weeks. So, but, but, but yeah, fast, sorry, sorry, right. There you go, mate. I think um, we got
0: the same question anyway.
1: Yeah. Fast is not necessarily, necessarily better in those sessions, um, if, if you wanted to do f- faster, then you can smash yourself more and more. But is that, the like you said before, you made the exact same point. Is that the point of the session? Are we going to yeah, spend yeah. more time uh, yeah. at marathon pace? And um, that's just you adjusting your goal of marathon pace by doing that session the same but faster, really.
2: Yeah, Well, but then that that's the thing. Maybe if, if – if the session's comfortable, I don't really care what the times are. Like, it's more about the effort. Yeah, so effort. If, if, like, in 10 weeks' time, and I, like, I doubt it's going to happen, but if in 10 weeks' time I'm running those at 3.10s instead of 3.15s, but it's feeling the way that 3.15s felt, mm. then I go, okay, well, maybe maybe I need to change my goal for Berlin in terms of what, what time I'm capable of. Um, that's, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, and but but and maybe there won't be that. Maybe there won't be much progression over the ten weeks. Maybe the sessions will stay exactly the same with the same sort of effort. But I'd I'd be reasonably happy with that. And like progression, I guess can happen. It can happen over a ten week block, but it could actually just happen over the next six to twelve months. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good to see progression every week. But I think you're also you then try and push the envelope by trying to progress each
3: week.
2: Mm. You know, yep. you on tired to get legs, faster. tired so, body. Yeah, so I think sometimes not seeing progression is not not such a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: because you could still progress. You you are still even though it's not showing in the times, you're potentially still progressing because I know Badot's guys always say, you know, we're just putting another layer on, another layer on, another layer on and it may not show in the times or the sessions aren't any any more spectacular. But you've added another layer on. And as Brady said, you know, it might be on more tired legs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. um, No, no,
1: that's a good point. Yeah.
0: And I just meant as well, like with that 5x5K, like I'd probably get more value out of doing a session like that. And with the floats in between, it might be a 30K session and averaging 322 rather than doing a 4x4K and averaging 310 per that. 4k so it comes out of the kind of 313 314 you're kind of getting into that half marathon territory
2: yeah yeah if you know, yeah, I, like I, that's, I,
0: that's why i was asking that question on that group chat that we had going on
2: yeah I, I guess the problem that i have with those sort of sessions is i've already touched on the fact that the mental side of things i'm slowly progressing yeah i think sometimes that sort of session you know and i guess that sort of session you're going to be doing what four weeks out maybe from yeah the marathon i think i've got and,
0: four weeks yeah
2: and, and, and potentially it could actually just blunt you mentally for the because it's almost like you've got to get so up for that session to focus for 30k that you've almost used a lot of your mental energy before race day. Yeah,
1: if that's you know, a makes, hard one. Yeah, yeah that is like a really hard
2: one. So physically, yes, you might get a lot of benefit from it, but have you sort of run if you run your race a month early?
0: Yeah. And I think it's it's almost a, uh, you're on the knife edge. Like, it's one of those ones you do it, you feel comfortable, you get it done, then you take that confidence to your race in four weeks' time. Or, as you said, it kind of breaks you and you can't get yourself up in four weeks' time as well. It's, yeah. Because um, yeah.
2: I think, and, yeah. I think that's, that's, that session you're really trying to get confidence that you can hold marathon pace, you know, for that long. Where, um, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but if I go out and do six by a K off, a minute to 90 seconds recovery, I'm pretty confident that I can race 10K at that pace. So, because obviously you're going you're to lift in a race compared to training. So I so I see that, like, why not just do, if I do four by 5K and I'm running close to marathon pace, I'm confident that on race day with added nutrition, people around me, you know, that I'll be able to just hang, I'll be able to hang on. So I, I don't need to, I don't need to run close to marathon distance at marathon pace in the lead up to be confident that I can run. You know, no, like I, don't, I don't think
1: you can do that. I think, no. like, I think the max that you would want to is around the 20 to, well, yeah. I think around the 20 to 25K yeah, mark. I, I don't, I I don't think you want to go too much further than that, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm on the same page with you there, Jules. It's, yeah.
0: it's getting interesting. It's going to be interesting tracking <laughs> all this for the next 10 weeks. <laughs> that's good good week mate that's uh had some solid stuff what about you julian i've got a few notes written down about your week you had quite an interesting one
1: uh did i
0: yeah well stolen well, shoes rolled ankles oh yeah
1: okay yeah, bloody yeah well
0: two hour recoveries <laughs> on your 1k reps kind of things like that we'll get to all that stuff <laughs> let's go
1: Oh okay um oh well i had a day off monday so I scheduled I schedule one day off a month where I don't run and it's it's kind of like a, it's not a treat or anything but it's um it just allows me to to not run for a day and I think I don't know I kind of enjoy it and I look forward to it so it it, it yeah I I finish on Sunday afternoon and and then put the shoes away for, <laughs> until Tuesday morning um and so that's what I I did on Monday and just skipped it. Uh, Tuesday, I went – I had – was it Tuesday I had off? Um, are you looking at my Strava? I've yeah, tried to I've, get mine. I've up.
0: got it up here. Yeah, so you had the Monday off work and then the Tuesday you um,
1: – Oh, yeah, here, yeah, sorry. Did I the 5K
0: warm-up, your 8 by one ks with 90 seconds. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, so they just re-asvalded um, they just this – little loop in Vic Park for the – I think they do the crit um, races on it over summer, the cyclists. Yeah. So they've got this new um, beautiful new tar down there. So I did – it's a 1,200-meter loop, so I just did my reps around there. Um, 90 seconds, I think that's pretty reasonable. But yeah, the idea so was the- –
0: Yeah, what's the thinking behind 90? I've never done 1K reps with, with um, anything other than a minute before. So where would 90 seconds come from?
1: well i was i was doing eight of them and the the point was to make sure that i was hitting well what i thought was a, maybe a really ambitious 10k pace so i i wanted a little bit more recovery um and the like 60 to 90 seconds it's it's not a massive difference but if it allows me to get my um goal times for the for the workout then i'd take an extra 30 seconds and to be honest i probably could have done the workout with 60 seconds as well but i um i would planned 90 and um it wasn't supposed to be like a fart look or anything like do those in other workouts so recovery for me was about yeah making sure the reps were more quality yeah
0: and Um, good reps as well 258 302s
1: yeah just feeling real good um I felt like the main thing for me is that when I'm doing these reps that I'm finishing each rep with solid form. So I'm not just busting my ass to hit the time looking down at my watch, hoping that I made it. It's, I don't try to look at my watch too much during the rep or maybe once, once during the rep. And then maybe once with about maybe a hundred meters to go. And then I just maintain my form. Uh, so it was just hitting those times quite nicely without too much effort and without an overboard um, without like overboard form or anything. So, yeah, I was happy with that.
2: And I think that's why the 90 seconds is good, Jules. I used to always do everything off a minute as well, but I guess when you're training for a marathon, you do so much other longer threshold tempo type stuff. So it's like, well, if you're doing more of a speed session – why not yeah. focus more on the speed, as you said, with good form? And yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, like the 30 seconds recovery, it makes a, makes a pretty big difference in terms of ha- how well you can hold that quality. Um, but you, yeah. Yeah, you've, got so, you've got the rest of the week to focus on, you know, marathon-specific sort of sessions and, and longer runs. Yeah, so
1: definitely.
0: Like then mm. did, did you do that solo and then bang in the Virginia Maloney podcast on the warm-down?
1: Yeah, yeah, just right. got to relax. Got to just listen to your soothing voice to some... release the, the hormones. Yeah, right.
0: you know that's that testosterone <laughs> building stuff that we we're talking about last week. Just, just getting that social kind of kicked for you.
1: Like I pretend I'm there in the room. Sometimes <laughs> I answer the question for the for the interviewee. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was good. I was um, that was good to hear about her race. She smashed it yeah. up in the Gold Coast. Yeah, good. Uh, she she went around again I today. I know. Yeah, that's. I was surprised at that. I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround to run a ten k race after a marathon two weeks ago. Yeah, I was pretty surprised at that. But it's working for us. We load. all do different things. Yeah. Yep. Um. Now I'm just looking at Ash's comment. I ran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. okay>. so, <laughs> I ran. Um. I woke up on Wednesday morning, ready to put on my um my big weapon, hooker. Hoka 1-1 one, one shoes and um, they were gone from the front and so I checked the whole house, all my um, cars. I've only got one car actually so I checked one car <laughs> and then realized these things have been pinched. I've, I've lost a pair from the front and then I looked for another pair and they were gone as well. And so, yeah, it's a bit dodgy. Um, we kind of touched
0: to on this last week in the podcast, yeah, about stealing Brad shoes as well. So it's a bit of a coincidence that it had happened um, yeah. a couple of days no, later. it's
1: crazy. Yep. I don't know. Like these are pretty odd looking shoes. So not many people I I would know if someone had these basically. You can't <laughs> buy these things this side of Melbourne. So um, if if I see like someone down at the down at the mall, which I'm expecting that these guys are from, then <laughs> I'll, um, I'll call them out and then run, probably. <laughs> yeah, so uh, me and Ash ran. He's made a joke about founding some hokers, <laughs> which I'm seeing for the first time, so that's pretty good. Um, Thursday, oh, yeah, so Wednesday night we do a run club from the store. So there's a f- decent group going at the moment. Like we had about, oh, I reckon we had about 35 to 40 yeah, people show up. I saw
0: up. the photo too.
1: Yeah, it's getting really fun. And just like, it's almost like we unofficially have a no dickheads policy because no dickheads show up. It's amazing. Like with 40 people, just 40 good people that you want to run with. Um, it's it's just worked out really well. And and so we went out for a uh, cruise around. Um, we went around the lake actually. We, we, we try to sort of avoid running around the lake for our run clubs because it's 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 the lake it's like oh we can find something better but at night yeah with a group that big it's sort of it's pretty convenient um so we we ran into a bloke called dave carver he came and joined us he's an olympian from mauritius yeah i was to talking web-
0: to dave of the gold coast
1: oh yeah how'd that go
0: yeah, he's uh, well, he was trying to find his accommodation. He was a bit lost when I was talking to him. And I actually thought he was staying at the same place I was, but no, nah, he found somewhere else last minute or something. Got a, got a pretty interesting story, Dave. I want to get him on the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you could nail him down. He probably doesn't have a mobile phone.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't know how to read Google Maps when I was trying to show him where his hotel was on his phone. But yeah, I said the blue dot. you got to get the blue dot to the red dot. Keep walking this way. But um, yeah. Yeah, no, interesting cat, but he's run faster than me, so I shouldn't be saying any bad about him.
1: No, no, he's a, he's a very good runner. Um, I don't, he, he, he can put fitness together pretty quick because mm. <laughs> you, you see him some days and he's, he does, like, you would never know he's been to the Olympics. And then he goes to the Olympics. So, pretty cool.
2: Mm.
1: Um, yep. So, oh, yeah, I listened to Brad on Thursday. Mm. Oh, well, one half of it. Jesus. I didn't realise. <laughs> Grabbing the ball of the barrel, as I said. Yeah, we, yep. did,
0: a, we did two parts with Brad because he was running Canberra Marathon in the middle there. That's right.
1: Yeah, I just listened to the other one tonight. <laughs> what um, have you
0: been doing all afternoon just listening to podcasts?
1: Which other one did I listen to?
0: Didn't you say you listened to somebody else? Virginia Maloney. Didn't you say you finished her off as well? Uh, you? No, no, no.
1: no. I just Brad. Um, just Brad's second one. Listen to his life story about how he works two days a week, and <laughs> <laughs> he's never had a serious job. So that's yeah. that sounds fun, actually.
0: <laughs> Makes <laughs> his money going to races. Did you hear about that?
1: Has th- three months off just cause where well, you don't work.
2: Yeah, if, they, if they're going to pay, if they're going to pay me decent redundancy, why not?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I would like that too. I would, <laughs> thought it sounded pretty nice. <laughs>
2: You just need um, to find a better boss.
1: Yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> on Thursday, just went for a, a, um, an afternoon, 200s. We went down the track. Um, I just, like, it was a cold night. I'd been feeling a little bit of carp issue going on, a little bit of niggly stuff. And so put some bigger shoes on and did some 200s with a few guys that were doing them. Um, it was extra cold that night. That was terrible down there, and it was. Um, and then on the way home, I, I jogged home and rolled my ankle, um, and I'm still pretty sore in that ankle. I slipped on like a steel gutter. It was dark, and I didn't have my headlamp. Ash had his, but he was in front, so I was just running a bit blind and yeah, yeah rolled my ankle. So that that scared me a little bit. But you know how when you roll an ankle, two minutes later you don't feel it but
0: you just got to keep running on them don't you like it's
1: well i think so yeah yeah. well isn't that what they
0: say just keep going
1: yeah because it blows up pretty quick so but i it was fine like um i just feel it now actually like it's come on late but it's not a big deal i mean i'm always happy to get acute injuries because i know that there's nothing going really seriously wrong um and then yeah just a bit of easy jogging saturday easy jogging and obviously we raced this morning
0: yeah talk us through that i'll be interested to hear your thoughts on the race because i was about a centimeter next year for pretty much the whole 10k
1: yeah all right well um what did we do we uh, i stayed up last night last night um we got a hotel so i didn't have to wake up really early and it was pretty cheap so it's really convenient um and Rolled out for a little warm-up in the morning. Ran over to, um, oh, shit. I just got a message from a mate who had his shoes stolen last night.
3: <laughs>
0: from one. his
1: front door. Jesus. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's bizarre. In Ballarat as well? No, he's in Geelong. So that's crazy. Um,
0: There's a market Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I would lock it. Like, take this as a warning. Put your shoes inside,
0: mate. I got three security cameras on the front of my house. No one's coming near my
1: place. Are. <laughs> all right. What are you doing anyway? Um, <laughs> we, so, just, we yeah. just bought the house
0: <laughs> like that, right? We're not real that that insecure.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I had to start further back in the um, in the in the field or the bunch because Ballarat's in Division Three, I think, and they only allow the top two. Divisions um, into the starting blocks. I noticed you squeezed all your way in, and oh, I did boy. yell out, try, trying to uh, alert the officials that you weren't <laughs> supposed. to <laughs> I did not hear that
0: roar at all. I just 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 walked straight in, and I put myself You were next to the go. lady who was
1: shouting at you. <laughs> I think you even swore at her. <laughs> oh, no, I, but yeah. So that was a bit.
0: Was I was bit wondering shit. what you were doing back there.
1: Oh, I didn't want to get like fully called out and then have to go 20 deep. So I just sat five deep and tried not to sort of draw attention. Um, and you know, it, it really, it really stuffs you up because by the time you get out, maybe four, 500 meters down the track, um, I'm 200 meters behind everyone. And so part of my idea or part of my goal today was to get up in the front group, um, It was probably a bit of a blessing in disguise because the front group went out very hard. Well, it was too hard for me anyway. So, but by the time sort of we settled in at a K, um, I I I retrospectively know it was about three minutes, which was so any faster than that would have been silly. Um, so it was actually pretty much spot on where we ended up, and I think I ended up running next to um, uh. Craig Appleby, and then you came up beside us, so there was us three there for, and then Mattress Mad, Maddie Davy came up as well, um, and I'm trying to remember if there was anyone else, but they, they're the recurring <laughs> singlets that I and faces that ran with me from pretty much one k to to ten to 10K. Um k. I think the pack so was quite co-
0: bigger than that though, wasn't it? At stages, like it felt like there was more people there, but there was kind of four of us. In the first two lines, more often than not.
1: Yeah, we were consistently together the whole way, mm. whereas there was some others that we picked up and dropped off, and there was oh, there was the Western guy, Cody, the the, the under twenty guy who came up, and, and um, he was with us from about maybe five or six k, I think. Uh, but yeah, the race like there was a front group, and those guys were were very solid up front. So and then. Um, at just at two and a half k I would say they would have been about 20 seconds in front of us maybe no, about 20 seconds I reckon and there was about I don't know 15 guys up there uh and then there was a second pack and the second pack to me looked like guys out of their depth a little bit um I'm not sure what you thought but I looked up the road and thought yeah we're going to get these fellas eventually uh but I haven't been around AV for like a year. I was going so. to say the
0: same thing. I didn't know who half those <laughs> kids were. I was just like, "Yeah, I hope you guys are going to blow up because I don't think I'm going to come 25th here running at this kind of pace."
1: Yeah, but, well, that's in my mind. I, I, I recognized some some faces, some singlets, and thought, Isn't, "You're not a sub 30 dude." <laughs> and <laughs> like, we were going sub gonna... 30
0: pace. That was the, Like we were bang on 30 minutes through the first 3k. I think.
1: Right, okay, well, yeah. So I didn't have my watch going. Oh, well, I had it going, but it was just on a clock face, so I didn't look at any splits. Um, I just assumed that the guys around me would be pretty smart and wouldn't – like Craig Appleby's a very smart runner. He, he not, He's not going to go out at a silly pace. Um, so I just thought, oh, there's a few guys around my level here, experienced heads, um, let's jump in together. And it, and it was – a tailwind on the way out on this little two and a half, two and a half K out, two and a half K back basically. Mm. And then when we we did the U-turn at two and a half K about 500 meters before that Craig, he said, I bet we end up on the front of this pack behind us doing all the work and we turned. And in the last hundred meters before the turnaround, the group in front of us kind of took off a little bit and there it was with Craig and myself right in the front of the, uh, of the group. And I looked around and felt, I mean, there was a solid headwind, but I looked around and, and, um, and I saw about 15 guys just about to get this, get the ride. And I I don't know, I just hate feeling like you're someone's bitch out there. And so I'm not very patient with that. And, I thought, nah, I'm going to go up to the next group. And so I, I kind of ran, put in a little bit of a, a faster surge to try to bridge the gap. And about 30 seconds later, I thought, hey, these guys are going further away from me. I'm not going to get them. And so I just backed it off a little bit, and, and that group came up to it, to us. You were part of that group, Craig. And um, I'd say it was us three that kind of drove it down the, the, into the headwind, Craig Craig admittedly did 90% of the work, I reckon. Yeah, he did some um, good
0: driving. Is that, I was wondering what you were doing because we kind of come around that turn and it was only, yeah, 2.5, 3K kind of in, and I saw you put in that burst and I was like, I knew you didn't want to be like just leading a big pack of guys, but it was probably like it was early, but it was smart as well because it just sorted out that pack from 15 down to 3 straight
1: away. That's And that's what I wanted, like – there's, i looked in the group that was back there and there weren't a lot of guys that i thought would be key drivers in the pack and so what else is going to happen they're just going to sit back and get a nice ride um so we might as well go out and and kind of drive it ourselves and and in order to do that uh uh, i don't know i just feel better about it being a smaller group than a big massive group yeah and um, i think
0: some of them did get onto the back of us by the time we turned again like near 5k but it was it wasn't a yeah, huge pack of 15 they, though yeah they no, dwindled, they themsa- they dwindled themselves up, yeah. down as well
1: and at this time we started to pick up <clears throat> the odd cat coming back from the front or the second group um and then when we turned around at so at 5k it was 15 25 i heard the the guy with the stopwatch say that. And I thought, okay, that's pretty good, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to slow up now. So don't know whether I'll run under 31. And I felt started, like I, I had a bit of a bad patch, certainly down in with the tailwind, surprisingly as well. So I start, I just jumped, tried to get on the back a little bit and, and just hold on during that time. Um, uh, the, Cody, the, the the tall guy from Western Athletics, he's um, obviously a really strong young runner. He he jumped up, and he's a bit of a, a bigger unit. So I sat behind him. I noticed you sat behind Apples the, the entire time. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't the end.
3: <laughs>
0: It I was had, the, it, it, I had a good sit going into the headwind the first time, but I did a bit of work before we turned.
1: Mm, <laughs> I can't remember that. Bit. <laughs> we but, got some
0: past uh, big footage going.
1: You'll have to show me a photo of that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so we turn around at seven and a half or maybe seven. And, um, again, we just start to pick a few people up. So this is when we, we would, okay, like Some of the guys would, would, would latch on for a, a K or so and others we would blow past. Um, and again, Craig did a lot of the work into that, that headwind, um, So there was myself, Craig, you, um, Cody was there. And then we picked up a um, a, – I don't know their names, but from St. Stephen's, I think it is. Yeah,
0: and then I think we got Will Potter as well. Oh, no, he was a bit further. Matthew Johnson. Yeah, Yeah. Matt Johnson, yeah.
1: Yeah, there was a a good group there. Matt – and and Mattress, like Mattress, um, he he was there. And, like, I don't know he was going through a bad patch I reckon when I went through a bad patch because he was puffing pretty hard and um and and then when we got to 8k that was always the I think eight to nine is like the strongest headwind um
3: yeah
1: there's, there's the strongest headwind and and but then I started to feel really good and I um I thought oh we probably should get a move on um Given that I was at the back of the pack and not feeling the headwind, <laughs> as soon as I, I think you might have got frustrated and run up the inside, and did a like a little a surge that um, didn't didn't really go too far, did it? Oh, it's playing in a minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a fake surge or a, <laughs> a, a girly surge, we'll call it. <laughs> but um, the, that the pack, the pack just caught straight up. And I tried to go with you, and I did. And then the other guys, we. we I looked around. I'm like, "Hey, that didn't do anything. <laughs> Everyone's still here." Um, and then with a K to go, mattress just bang dropped just took off. Um, it was like, like 1.2 or okay, something, too, I
0: reckon. I wasn't even at the
1: He went earlier hmm. than that. Like, yeah, he planned it. It was he. He came good, and he 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 shot off. And I thought, oh, that was solid. Like. He's, he's gone hard. And my goal then was literally just to, to hang on as much as possible to, to whoever, whoever was around because I was not feeling like I could really kick it down. Um, so I think I just hung on to you for a little bit, hung on to Craig. Um, there was another little surge. Uh, but then I, you came back and so we got to the track and um, there's a 300-meter lap of the track to finish the race and um mattress started coming back right back <laughs> and i thought oh okay let's see see how you kick down off off kicking down because that's essentially what i was i was like pretty much redlining and you there's no point a kick doesn't matter if you're already redlining basically you can't go faster than you already are and that's what happened to me you boys ran off of, i think you put two seconds into me in maybe the last 500 meters and um and Craig just beat you, is that
0: right? Yeah, Craig went first. I kind of trailed Craig into the into the track and just couldn't make that up. And he picked up mattress, and then I picked up mattress, and then had a crack at him with 50 to go. But no, nah, he was too strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and then I finished just behind.
0: It wasn't a pretty sight though. Four marathon runners coming onto the track with 300 meters to go, trying to kick down. They're already 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 um, a hard 10k effort.
1: Yeah, I was worried about the um, young fella behind us.
0: Yeah, so was I. We yeah. probably yeah, I was cacking. because he's run some good three Ks too. I think like he's um pretty yeah. handy over the quicker stuff.
1: I can imagine. Yeah. yeah.
0: So for a marathon paced effort, you were happy with that?
1: Yeah. Yep. Got a tempo in. That's what I needed. <laughs>
0: Heart rate around um, fifty.
1: Oh, was it that high? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure. i don't know was my heart rate turned on
0: i don't even know i didn't look
1: oh uh, no it would have been pretty high if it was if it was working um no i was flat knacker that was a pe- you know that was i was only three seconds off my or two seconds off my um my all-time 10 kpb. let alone road so yeah i was really happy
0: on a windy day we have three u-turns it's a pretty good sign
1: yeah yeah definitely i, I mean the pack, so like the pack helps the most because uh, I didn't do a lot of work out there. I was I was getting a good ride mainly from um Craig. Certainly not from you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm glad Craig won the race out of that pack because he really did put in. He put in the most work and he finished the strongest. So that's a good good. And it was just even like he didn't do anything erratic. It was just yeah, nice and smooth.
1: Yeah, no, nah, he, he we got I got a bit of thanks to owe like owe him a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, so do I. He's a good bloke too, Craig. It felt like it was almost like that group of guys though it was just, I don't know, kind of blokes who have jobs and just plug away and have been around the, the running scene for a while, like it was just we we're all just trying to work together in a way just to get the best yeah, out of each yeah. other and have a nice race and there's no, no I don't think anyone really there. cared
1: who, who who finished in front. We all just wanted to go. Fast, yeah. And um mattress, he like I've had some battles with him before, and um sometimes he he wins, and sometimes I won, and he won today.
0: Yeah, my um I'll start my week recap talking about that race because my experience is very similar. Like I thought, like I'll probably started two two kind of people in front of you, I reckon. So. On net time, you probably you probably finished in front of me, I reckon, because I was only up one and a half seconds up on you, I reckon, at the end. But oh. um, yeah, you can claim that one if you want. Um, yeah, it was it was just insane first pace. I thought the it didn't feel super hard, but I just knew that people were going super fast. Like I would have been, I reckon, fortieth, forty fifth after seven hundred meters. And I'm looking at all these people in front of me thinking, like, we're running at 29.50 pace here. Like, this race is usually one in 29.50. Like, what the hell are all these people doing? Like, it was just, I don't know, I haven't raced AV for a while and it was probably a bit a bit new to that, um, who all these people were. But, and I kind yep. of said to, because Zach Newman was trying to, trying to break kind of 31 as well, and me and him were next to each other and we thought, you kind of come past us from the back, so, and you kind of jumped onto the back of that pack and then we kind of said a few words to each other about, you know, should we commit to this? And I said, yeah, we've got to get on the back of this because it was still one massive pack at that stage. We've got to get on the back, but not um, we don't have to worry about increasing the pace like because I knew it was quick. I had just my stopwatch on my Garmin and like I looked down after 1K and it was 259. I thought, beautiful. And it felt pretty, pretty comfortable, but I didn't yeah. know that we had that massive tailwind at that stage as well. And then, um, yeah, through I looked at me, watch through 2K, and that was 6.01. And I thought, this is good, you know, we're banking some time. Because I kind of went in with that same, wanted to go quicker than Launceston 10. So anything quicker than 3.05, I was pretty content with happening. And then when we turned and you put in that surge, I thought, yeah, this is, this is why that was feeling so good. Because this is a pretty heavy wind coming back now mm. for 2.5K. And I was caught in two minds. I looked at you running away from me, and I thought... Ah, Julian, why'd you have to do that already? We had a good pack here, and I thought you were going to pace us through. And I'm like, do I wait with this next pack? And then I bit the bullet and I thought, ah, I'll um, I'll put put in a few little quick steps and just kind of get up to you boys because I trusted that you two boys were going to run well and smart anyway, which was good. And yeah, two might yeah, I kind of dogged you boys in a way because I probably sat. it was you two boys out front and me like Kip chuggy style for breaking two, just um, just settled in right behind you which was really nice. And then I thought I'd better have a go, but I kind of paced it so I had to go just before we did the U-turn again so I could have a tailwind. So, you know, yeah, that, good. And that worked out all right. And then we picked up a couple of other guys and they kind of just put themselves at the front of the pack and then Craig yeah. worked his way up. So I found myself, um, I reckon the pack was probably six or seven people by then. And this is kind of 5K mark. I was the same as you. When they said 15, 25 or 26, I thought, oh, we're gonna really struggle to break thirty one here because I didn't think we we're gonna come home as quick, no. and then, um, I just put myself in the middle of that pack stopped looked at stopped looking at me watch, and just thought my um my job is to like just try and race all these guys and you know pretend this is for the win this um this pack of guys, and put myself in the middle of the pack because you kinda of can't go anywhere, you've kind of gotta keep up and. Otherwise, you're going to go out the back. So there was people behind me, inside of me, in front of me. So just kept it there. And then when we did the U-turn, yeah, 6 and 7K, like, just felt amazing. Like, almost a bit, like, guilty, like we were – I just thought we were losing too much time. I thought we were kind of going too slow into that headwind. And it was because I was doing no work and just getting the perfect sit, like you said. And then – you, I reckon I hit you a couple of times with my elbow. So was that you? Did you? Can you remember that?
1: Yeah, I actually wanted you to move over a bit. Yeah. Because we were we were passing um, someone, and I thought, oh, this, I want to get out here. Like this, the guy we were passing is slowly going backwards, and I wanted to get around. And um, I saw you there. And I thought, oh, Brady just My move friend. over a bit move yeah. over <laughs> because there was two yeah. guys in
0: front and I was sitting kind of in the middle of them getting a nice windbreak. and then I kind of you nudged me a couple of times then you moved up next to me which pushed me next to oh sorry behind the guy in front of me but then I had this wind coming into the side and I'm like oh, stuff this I'm dropping back so then I dropped back behind you and then yeah I was just like nah I just got frustrated and I was feeling good and we went past 8k and I just thought it's like six minutes of running left here I knew I could probably close the last k in three minutes but I didn't back myself to close in 255 and there was just too many people in that pack still to be risking that so I kind of went for the surge and kind of ran straight out into the headwind and then 10 seconds later I'm just like uh there's nothing really here this is kind of this is kind of it so um yeah just you guys come with me and caught me pretty quick and tucked back in and then yeah mattress went and I kind of just looked at him thinking good on you mate no one's going with that surge that was um a huge burst and then yeah we kind of went into the track and I just trailed apples in and I was waiting for you to come past me and say something like smart arsey like Here's a three hundred metre speed or something like that, but <laughs> it wasn't like uh, we had I didn't feel like I was going real fast, but and you're just in the kind of heavy marathon shoes and you're going anti clockwise on the on the track. It just felt weird kind of thing finishing on the track. That's probably the first time yeah. I've running the track in a while. But um yeah, and but then I was surprised to see that we'd ran like I ran thirty forty seven officially and I thought we were like thirty one ten, thirty one oh five, like it was it was it was a solid hit out. It ticked every box for us, I reckon. This far out from Berlin.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I ran a PB, so yeah. it's, it did everything for me. I was stoked.
0: Yeah, and even, Work, boys, I was just solid. comparing it to Launceston. Like you know, I went. That was pretty hard effort for me to run thirty fifty nine on a good course like that. One U turn down there compared to three today. Um, you know, that was a month ago. So I'm kind of feeling how good that felt today was. Um, yeah, hopefully a bit of a sign that the fitness is coming on.
1: Yeah, oh, it's a good sign. And I think I always, like if I do a program for someone, then I try to have them in very good 5 or 10K shape about 10 to 12 weeks away out from a marathon. And you've just got, you're just really efficient. You've, you've, you've handled a lot of training before that. And now you just start to move into that longer, slower stuff. And it should feel really easy.
0: Yeah. And even like I was talking to my coach when I was on the three-hour drive home and we we're kind of talking like our last 5K today was 15.23 or something. And like I was running park run in 15.25 six weeks ago. Like it's it's kind of um, the fitness has come on pretty well. Like I'm happy. It's almost feel like I've done the training to now be able to do the training for the marathon stuff exactly. in the next That's, 10 weeks. Yeah. Is that what you mean when you try to <laughs> get your athletes up to that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepare them for a marathon program.
0: Yeah so yeah i'm kind of um, yeah
1: you can't just go off the couch to run a, to, into a marathon program
0: yeah spot on but um my oh yeah my week was our weeks were pretty nearly similar julian i kind of did 16k in the morning on monday and then 8k in the arvo i was back in bendigo in the arvo did eight by one k the same as you in um i was in bendigo and did that with andy buchanan and geez he just made me um look like i was an old hack he uh, Originally, I had 10 by 1K on our program, but my coach, wanted he changed it to five to just really make sure I was over the Gold Coast stuff, and I knew I was over the Gold Coast stuff, so I tried to get 10 back out of him, but we had a bit of a compromise, and we agreed on eight, and I I used to do a bit of training with Andy back in the day before he was coached by Scott Westcott. We'd kind of just modify our sessions to to fit each other, whereas we both kind of do our own thing now, and I just sent him a message saying what session he had, and he had 8 by 1K as well, so... Went down at um, Lake Haruna in Bendigo, which is a perfect kind of bike track. It's got spray-painted lines marking every 100 metres. Had another mate down there, Crammers, who was doing 8 by 500 so he kind of jumped in with the first five and the last five. We just kind of go a K out, a K back. You almost get, you, know, you probably get three-quarters of the way around the lake down there. And, um, yeah, I said to Andy, I wanted to try go 10K pace, so... I was kind of thinking three o threes, three o fours, and really finished feeling um, feeling kind of good about it. But yeah, I looked down at my watch after the first four hundred of the first rep, and I think because it's a bit of a trap with the with the spray painted lines there. You probably spend. I, I liked how you said before how you don't really look at your watch too much; just go and feel. But, um, you know, you kind of look at your watch. You know what the 200-meter split should be and the 400. Then you look at the 500 and double it, and you get in. You just end up looking at your watch for half the rep. But, um, yeah, yeah look down after 400, and I think we went through in 66 on the first rep, and I just thought, oh, this is, this is not 303 pace. And then you just end up floating the last 400 just so it's going to – and it still was, you know, 256, and I think he ran 253, and – then I kind of went, I think I went 257 for the second one. And at that point, I just had to check my ego. Like it was one of those things where I was prepared to get smashed and look like the old guy at the back. And um, yeah, just settled back down to three minutes, a few 259s. But I think the slowest one was three minutes and the quickest one was 256. So um, it was a solid session. But yeah, he is um, in in ripping shape, and he just just looks like he's jogging. He's, yeah, I wouldn't want to be racing him anytime soon. I reckon he's going to go pretty well at national cross. He's kind of training for at the moment.
1: Like um, so, national cross. Yeah. yeah, where's that this year?
0: Uh, Wollongong, I think.
1: Oh yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: out there near Croker Territory. Yeah, I um, won't be there. I
2: think won't be
0: there. Too old for yeah. national cross.
2: Ah oh, yeah, 2009, 10 were my good years. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I ran it last year, but I didn't run very well,
1: so I don't think I'll go
0: back. back. And then I went down Hard yeah, the um, yeah. Then I was down in your hometown, Julian, down Geelong, Eastern Park.
1: Oh, I adopted hometown. Adopted? That's not my hometown. Oh, wasn't it? No. Down uh, beach I grew where? up in Anglesey.
0: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I
1: didn't know that. No, I lived in Geelong for a little bit, um, but I... Uh, I still have a lot of course records there, so I'll claim it as home.
0: I didn't even look at the course records, actually, on Strava there. It's a beautiful loop, isn't it? That 2K, just the hills roll up and 2. down.
1: 2.2. Is it 2.2, 2, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's been some history around there. There's, <laughs> it's sort of – there used to be a cross-country course that – it's never done anymore. I think the only people that would remember how to – like the only people that run now that would actually know that course is myself and Brett Coleman. Is that the um, 16K1
0: the the AV one?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't the 16K1. It was one that on Saturdays they like all, all the Geelong guys used to do. So guys like Rowan Perrett, um uh Darren Lynch, Troopy, Rowan Walker, they would do these sessions uh this cross country course and you would do sort of one lap or two laps, three laps um and it, would, it used to be held or, like it was just a really random course through all the grass through the middle of the park, and you would have landmarks like, "Oh you turn right around this bin and then you go around that tree and um, it was really good like well you, it was one of those sessions that if, if you do it for the first time, it's going to hammer you because you just you've got to learn it and so but within a, like four to five times you start to really enjoy it. Um, and it's unfortunately it's probably going to disappear because they've done works to the park and stuff. So it's not quite there. a bit like Mona Hill course in, um, minus Hill course in Ballarat is that it's kind of, it's all messed up now because all the, um, all the tracks are being destroyed through logging and it's, it's just, a, it's had to take other roads and other paths. So it's not the true course anymore. Um, but, yeah, the 2.2 lap around there, you can you can do some really good sections on that.
0: Mm. Yeah, so that was so good that I went back there. I was going to do a long run on um, Wednesday morning, and I messaged you about trying to get me in a group of some guys you coach and stuff. But I had to be out for breakfast at 8, and I was just cutting things a bit too fine. So I just moved my um, medium long run to the Arvo when I was back in Echuca. So I got 8K done in the morning down Geelong around Eastern Park again, and then 20K in the... Um, in the Arvo back in a, tu- a chuca, that dragged a bit. I hate doing the medium one on a Wednesday afternoon. I'd much rather bang it out in the morning. It just, I don't know, when it's getting dark, it's just depressing. But anyway, um, Thursday did 10 by 1 minute with 30 seconds float. So a bit of a session I used to do a bit in the past. I haven't done it in a while, but it's it's good, I think. like it's I ended up covering 4.9K and average 303s, and you really just go as hard as you can in that one minute, and then... The 30-second floats are just, oh, they just bang you up. Like, you look down at your watch and it's kind of at 22 seconds and you just caught your breath back and you kind of got to go again. So it just grinds on you. Sounds easy. Like, it only goes for 15 minutes in total. But, yeah, it just bangs you up. But a good little session to do. Like, still a good workout, but wasn't going to zap me too much for a Sunday race, I thought. So, um, yeah, and then just jogged Friday, Saturday. And, as I said, Albert Park before kind of gave a bit of a recount there. So, 156k for the week, got out for just an easy 50 minutes of Savo, and it's, it's it's all rolling pretty well.
2: Just, just quickly on that session, yeah, um, on the yeah. Thursday, uh, no, I, ha- I haven't done that one before, but I would say that that's a pretty hard session, like two or three days before a race. Like, you're essentially running 5k faster than 10k race pace, like, over the whole session. Yeah, I wa- That's pretty solid.
0: I, I wanted to hang on for a 5K season best. Like, I haven't been able to break 15.25, and I like <laughs> I would have pretty much hit a 15.15. So, um, yeah, but this is my... Mm-hmm. So, remember, I'm doing two weeks on, one week off. So, we're kind of... We were happy to go in a bit heavier on Sunday, knowing that yeah. it was just... Uh, my coach said, Sunday's got to be your best session for the week kind of thing. Like, it's, that, it's just like a... It's almost a session and a half, or a session doing it in a race day still treated it like a race and prepared well and did all those kind of things, but it wasn't a, yeah, I still wanted to make a good even week across the board. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was, um, it was a good one. And as I said last week, I just couldn't afford to back off this week because, um, I'd already backed off last week and I'll go hard again this week and then back off again. So, um, yeah, it was a good, good little week. And yeah, I I recommend that session bang for your buck. If you've got 15 minutes and you're tight for time, that's, um, it's well worth doing
2: You'll have to give it a
0: go. Yeah, mm. yeah it's, um, it's all right. Um, I reckon that's about it, fellas. That's, um, that's some good stuff. We've talked for about an hour and five minutes here. It's, uh, we're getting longer every week. We didn't even have a topic tonight.
1: <laughs> the topic was you leeching our race.
0: <laughs> we're going to start. I was just, what about Brad? He's just giving me a lip on the start line, like asking who invited me to the race. Like He's getting real like Conor McGregor or Ford Mayweather on me. Like I was just like, nah. Just playing mind games. You told <laughs>
1: everyone you were invited.
0: Well, that's what you say. It's an invitation if you're not if you haven't paid your registration, isn't it?
1: Oh, I thought you were running for Bendigo.
0: No, no, I just no. I was just ran invitation. I was going to put a Moama Bowling Club singled on, but I thought I'd better chuck the club singlet on just to um, yeah, just to give Bendigo a bit of
1: publicity. You haven't. Does that mean you haven't paid your fees, there, right?
0: Yeah, I haven't paid my fees. No fees. <laughs>
1: Can't wear the singlet without the fees.
0: No, I pay me normal Bendigo club fees. I haven't paid me AV fees. Got to. Um, oh, I didn't know you. Yeah,
1: all right.
0: Yeah, and now I just paid 40 bucks to run today. Yeah, so,
1: um, yeah. okay.
0: Because I don't think – because I won't do Ballarat and I probably won't do Burnley. So I'm like, well, I don't really want to pay a um, – what's what's they call it? Called, a season pass for, for one run.
1: Well, you don't need a season pass, but you still have to – if you want to do any track races, you have to be AV registered.
0: Yeah, I'll get the AV registration. That won't be um. I think that's part of my Harriers Bendigo Harriers registration anyway. It's all included.
1: Well, yeah. So you weren't regis- You weren't in invitation today, then. If you've paid AV membership. Yeah.
0: I don't, I don't know about that, mate. I've um.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a bit of a grey area at this end. I just, I just rock up and do races. That's how it is.
1: You just get invited and then you show up
0: just got invited They sent an official invite through to like tell me your tales Facebook page and I thought I'd better show up and get down there
1: Yeah, have Berlin send that too?
0: yeah, have you heard back from Nadine?
1: No, I haven't got around to it yet.
0: Did you send a photo of your shirt off you still plan on doing that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's probably already seen it. So there's a few out there on the forums (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be. You might recognise
0: me. What about all these blogs of all these guys over in the UK breaking two, like wanting to break two twenty as well? It's gonna be like a massive pack of guys just just hung, hanging around with each other.
1: Mm, yeah, be it'll be good, and we'll all know each other's names and stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't like that too much. Kind of you want to you want to race guys you don't know their PB, so you so you think you can beat them.
2: And if you want to ruffle uh, Jules's feathers, you just sit on him. By the sounds of it, yeah, yeah,
0: sit on him. I'm going to
1: write something on the back of my singlet.
0: Sit on him and give a bit of a yeah, put a crossword or something like a Sudoku or something on the back there, just for me to figure out for thirty nine and a half k, and then I'll just um, yeah, take the mind off the job a bit. Mm.
1: (laughs) If you want to run two twenty three or two twenty four,
0: well, I just when you were talking before, I put our time from say into one of those calculators. And it comes out at 2.23, 2.24. Our
1: time. Yeah, times. like
0: predicts our marathon time. Yeah, it's our... It's... This is a joke. We're in yeah. better shape than that, aren't
1: we? Oh, but yeah, my, put your 5K in. That's what I like to look at. Yeah. That one tells me I'm going to go to the Olympics.
0: Does it? Yeah. Even though it's
1: not. It says like 2.17 or something.
0: Does it really? That's all right. Have you got the Garmin, yeah. the, um, the race predictor on the Garmin as well?
1: Uh, I'm sure I do, but I don't use it.
0: That can't be accurate, that thing. That's dogging me as well at this end. (laughs) It's telling me, like, it had the data from the 10K run today and it's still telling me I'm in, like, 31.10 shape.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Garmin, I don't know who's making those calculators, but when it tells you you're in a plus 14 condition, that's always a good feeling.
0: Plus 14? You know, the performance.
1: Oh, you might have an old Garmin, do yeah, yeah, I
0: do. I've got VO2 and Race Predictor. That's about it. What's your VO2 sitting on on these watches?
1: Oh, would 200 be right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got no idea.
0: Mine's gone down. It was at 72 this morning. Now it's on 70, and I've just had the race of my year. Tell you what. Um, Way to stuff with
1: your head.
2: Too yeah. much data. Too don't much worry data. about it. I don't <laughs> Don't need it. Hey
0: Brad, did you watch the Gold Coast Marathon replay today?
2: Yeah, we got it today.
0: Yep. Finally, finally got it up there. What'd you think? Got a bit of airtime? Yeah, it
2: was good. A bit mono. More air time than if more airtime than if I'd raced.
0: <laughs> yeah, I felt a bit unlucky <laughs> for some of those people who ran pretty well. They didn't get much of a mention or, or look in at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, it's
0: marketed for um the overseas crowd though, which is fair enough. Yeah. A, um, what was I going to say? Oh, Mona had a crack at us one stage there, not running in front of the pacemaker. Did you hear
2: that? Yeah, yeah. But that, that was because she, 31, 32K, that's what, she started to struggle a bit up over those hills. Mm. So I said to you, look, let's not sort of blow her apart now and we'll just sort of, you know, run to whatever pace she's comfortable with. That's why we we're running side by side. And um, I was also having a bit of a conversation with her. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, trying to wheel and yeah. deal her. I think I was just like, I think we'd just been through a drink station or something as well. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. Harsh call, but I'd expect that from people down in Ballarat, I guess.
1: <laughs> we're a tough breed.
0: Tough breed down there. You weren't
1: drafting, you weren't drafting off her, were you?
0: No, nah, I was, nah, was too far ahead. You couldn't even see me in the picture.
1: <laughs> Did you see that no, servo?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The there bloke went none. straight past at one stage. I think I messaged it saying that was the servo I was talking about.
2: There was def- definitely more uh, positive comments than negative about the pacemaking, so that was good.
0: Very true, very true about that. There yeah. was a lot of um, a lot of yeah good good comments about the pacing. And... Yeah. Right. Are you on the computer now, Julian? Can I hear a keyboard? Are you putting in um, putting in your data into one of those calculators? <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I'm. Um, I'm sending all the messages. Catching up. All right. R- writing back to Andy Allison. Uh, I like his. I like his jokes.
0: Yeah, he's a good boy, Candy Allison. He'll be happy with that shout-out as well. All right, I've got to go to bed. Do some um. All right,
2: boys. Do we'll some chat recovery down next week.
0: See you, fellas. Thanks, for that. Have a good week training. Bye, Bye. Yeah, yeah. boys.
2: Bye.
3: of itself (laughs) you know and all, all these pious western devotees you know kind of put their handkerchiefs in their mouths and tried not to laugh